Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Colosso Soprano. Go! Premier destination for soccer talk with Emmy Award-winning play-by-play man Dan Dewey Squirt. and international soccer savant Rick Tittle. Work it, work it. Let's kick it off. Well, it's getting to be old hat, as we say. Hat trick. Business. Rick, yeah, that would be three goals. <laughs> Christian Pulisic got to shout him out, but it's time once again for Golasso Supremo. Me, 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 me. <laughs> I always like the random uh, South American uh, noises that come out of you. So much to talk about, Rick. We are in the midst. We are in the throes as we get dramatic of Euro 2020 qualifying. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. There are some uh, groups have already been resolved, and there's also some controversy with England. Mm-hmm. I know that you want to talk about some barging that took place. Yeah, argy bargy. Argy bargy in the <laughs> Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, will look at the Premier League as well, but what's good, Rick Tittle? I I hate the international weekends, the international break. I understand them, but um, I mean, it's not like a bye week in football where your team's not playing. I'll say this about England. They uh, have a juggernaut, their next two games, Montenegro and Kosovo. Uh, that's not like playing, you know, San Marino and Liechtenstein, but it's close. The Montenegrins uh, don't sleep on them. But, I mean, these are two whitewash games. Then again, I remember the one time I went to Old Wembley in 1991. They were playing Turkey. And they said England should win 10 to nothing. That was the headlines. And England won 1 to nothing. And it was an embarrassment. Yes, yes. Thought, right now you? they are boating, motorboating Montenegro 3 nothing, And that's a, a live update. Kosovo, or the Kosovars, as... Our good friend Ray Ratto told me yeah. earlier, because he came in, I was watching oh. that game. Any relation to Jim Cozumore? No, but he should be yeah. from Kosovo. Yeah. And of course, the great Beach Boys song, Kosovo. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah. Do I want to take you down to Kosovo? <laughs> I believe. I'm, I might have that wrong. But uh, the Kosovars are a team that could still get in, even if they don't win the group, through this new playoff format that uh, the Euro Cup has instituted. Remember in college, uh, Van Halen, Kosovo. Dun, 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 dun. You know, Kosovoor was walking around saying Kosovoor. He probably was. He had to. Although have. he's a pole. Uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. I haven't checked on their progress. We might as well click yeah. down. And when he dances, he does a pole dance. Yeah, that's that's probably going too far. Maybe Poland, by the way, leading Group G. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Lewandowski. Yeah. and the fellas. They're they're going to be on to the to the knockout stages, which. Come up next year. While we're talking Euro 2020, Rick, we do need to get into the Brahim Sterling Gomez spat because it all started this past weekend when Liverpool was able to dispatch of their, their chief rival. Yeah, that is, uh, they are some jammy bastards, as they like to say. Jammy means lucky uh, in oh. England. Um it's just everything that can possibly go their way goes their way. It's funny. The England camp says that they are have been galvanized by some of the uh, uh, racist chants that some of their players of color, speaking of Sterling, have had to uh, 
um, endure. That's brought them together. Sometimes these things, they use it as a positive saying it's going to bring us together. But what, what was your reaction on that whole thing? It's just curious to see the way it plays out. Liverpool and Man City battle over the weekend. Terrific game. Liverpool just a little bit too much quality mm-hmm. in, I believe, a 3-1 yeah. victory. And in the game late on, Raheem Sterling, who had had a frustrating day, to be fair, he and Joe Gomez of Liverpool, English teammates, but rivals in the Prem, they get into it, there's a little spat. Well, come to find out this week, it spilled over into a, a team meal, an English team meal. Sterling reportedly lunges at Gomez and scrapes him. I don't know if you saw the picture, but a mm-hmm. pretty sizable, not a gash, but a sizable scrape down the man's face. Sterling sent away for the, from this game against Montenegro, and apparently he's continued training, his attitude's been brilliant, so... My takeaway is, how does this ha- not happen more often when your chief rivals in the club, even though it's you know country before club, personal feuds that fester just hours earlier, how do they not boil over more often with, with alpha males colliding? Especially nowadays, uh, they don't have a union like, like we do in this country, but some guys have the same agent in the same union, so it's usually these things are the, the light switch goes off. Two things, uh, number one, some people need to cut their fingernails. Uh, number two... It's, I think, and I don't know if it's sure, but I think this also lays the fact that um, he is the most hated player on the red side of Stanley Park. That is Raheem Sterling because he came up through the Liverpool system. Um, He demanded a sale when he was still a teenager, probably the first Englander to ever do that. He wanted to go to Man City. That was his club. I just remember that show um, that was following... Liverpool around being Liverpool, then they showed them play at Fenway because John and Henry owns both teams. But Brendan Rodgers, who's now at Leicester, he was the manager of Liverpool at the time. And uh, they brought along Sterling as one of their youth players. And Ster- and uh, Brendan Rodgers said something, and he's, and Sterling had the temerity of saying, steady on, which means like, hold it, like or I'll talk to you later. Right. And there was a whole scene. Did you bloody say steady on? I'll have you on the next plane back, you little git. That whole thing. So, I don't know about him and Liverpool. they just never been a match. Right, and he is somewhat precocious <clears throat> considering how young he is, how brilliantly talented mm-hmm. And he's got, he I is. think, spina bifida, too. Have you ever seen him stand still? He looks like in his ninth trimester, his spine seriously curves like a capital C. He's Maybe that's just malleable. me. He's very malleable. <laughs> I don't know if it has to do with uh, spina bifida, which, uh, mark the tape, for those of you loyal listeners to Glossal Supremo, that is yeah. the first... And I pray only reference right. of spina bifida here, mm-hmm. Rick Tittle. Next week, Black and Plague. Yes, and right now Montenegro is facing a similar plight as they fall behind England now 4 nothing, just short of halftime. Kosovo and Czech Republic scoreless. Group B, you've got Portugal with a one nothing lead, and uh, it appears Portugal and Ukraine, the favorites to advance. Portugal with a, with a draw, I believe, short of a Serbia win and a Portugal draw. Looks like it'll be Ukraine and Portugal in Group B. Group C is a good one. The Dutch trying to get back to an international tournament. Mm -hmm. Come on, you pesky Dutch. That, of course, Mm -hmm. my European nation of favor. Mm -hmm. It's always good to see. And you're rocking the Dubrovnik shirt for the Croats Yes, yeah, you got to keep it Croat. You know, we never get to the south, the southeast of Europe. you got to be able to rep somewhere in there, and so I'm I'm Mm pro-Croat. And when you eat dinner there, sometimes you split the bill. Okay, that's, (laughs) wow, that's really... 
That's some really niche European humor right yeah, there. Yeah, just don't uh, grab them in the, you know what, like yeah, Trump. Yeah, on fire. <laughs> if not, uh, you might go to Switzerland and feel the burn. Well, you could do yes. that too, I, don't know I if guess. that's the capital. Uh, sure. Probably not. Yeah, no, Is it? Yeah. Oh, burn? Mm-hmm, burn, okay. yeah. There you go. Score one for the Dipper. 2-1 tittle. <laughs> As I say, burn. Yes. Uh, Germany, by the way, second in Group C, just on goal differential. Mm. And uh, Northern Ireland, a pretty hearty, sturdy third going to, actually, I believe they host... The Netherlands, still two to go in that group. Germany still has two matches to play. Northern Ireland playing Germany and the Dutch. So, a possible shocker there? It's, I was in uh, Frankfurt last month, and I saw the Germany game against the Ulstermen. And Germany has so many young players. We talked about before all these fantastic veterans that have been told they're surplus to requirements now. I always... Uh, I'm, I'm not of Irish heritage, but I always kind of pull... Uh, for Northern Ireland because they don't get the love the Republic does. They don't get to go to big tournaments. And it's a guy like, you know, how like Ryan Giggs and Gareth Bale aren't going to play for World Cups because they're in Wales. It was the same with Georgie Best with Northern Ireland. They just don't have enough talent. So I kind of pull for them a little bit. The thinnest of margins to date, Rick. Uh, seven goals allowed and just eight scored with four wins and two draws, and mm-hmm. they, uh, they're very two balanced. Losses, rather. Well, it's one nil or, or nothing, sure. basically. They're just hanging in there. But again, a team that I believe would qualify for the 16-team playoff. That'd be great. For teams outside of the nine groups. Mm-hmm. Group D, the aforementioned Irish, are poised to advance. Talk about a goal differential, 6-4 four, and 4 against as they stand on 12 points, three wins, and three draws. Like Picasso, they like to draw. Yes, they do. That's good. Salvador okay. Dali would, would have uh, worked as that well work. That's good, in yeah. that space. The mm-hmm. Danes on 12 points, Switzerland on 11. Pretty good competitive, or actually pretty mediocre competitive group there with uh, Georgia, Georgia, <laughs> and uh, Gibraltar. Trailing from there. I can't believe Jib has a national team. That's just too. That's too funny. Getting yeah. jibby with it is that their, uh, their official team? Yeah. And remember, check your bill because they might jib you. You're on fire today. You brought your A, <laughs> B, and C. My jib game. It's <laughs> pretty tight. Jib yeah, also yeah. working in uh, in our sailing podcast. Yes, coming that's right. And watch out. For, they call it the boom because if you don't duck. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was a, a little bit of Madden there. John Madden effort for oh, you. Oh, that's, that's good and there. Boom. Yeah. yeah. All Madden team. Remember that? It's always good. And the Madden bus, the Madden cruiser. You know, I was watching Monday Turducken. Night Football the other day with the Niners and this guy, Tessitori and Booger. Like, those are Tess. the guys. And there's like, of course, everyone's like, of course, those are the guys. I mean, I don't think I ever really noticed. Those are the, the top guys. Those are the guys. Okay. When you get a moment, <clears throat> go to Wikipedia, Monday Night Football announcer's timeline. There's a beautiful graphic of the timeline and the overlap, and you can see when it transitions from each uh, announcer, the Dennis mm-hmm. Miller slivers yeah. in there. It's, it's really fascinating. It's almost like jury duty now, I think, for announcers. Right. You got to go yeah. serve your, uh, your time. I, remember, I think you get more than 10 bucks a day, though. <laughs> I remember last year at the Coliseum, I saw this guy... Uh, kind of a young, athletic-looking guy, and he's fixing his tie, and he's looking, and he's sweating, and he's fixing his tie, and he's fixing his tie. I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? And then he runs into the booth. It was Witten. Like, no wow. wonder, no wonder he quit. Yeah, <laughs> need to get back in pads where you don't sweat so much. Exactly. A uh, group E as we continue to go around Euro 2020 qualifying and get Rick's <clears throat> thoughts on all these groups. Croatia, the aforementioned Croats, on top right now on 14. Hungary, a gutsy second, then the mighty, Slovakia. The mighty Marjars. Of Slovakia uh, or of Hungary? Hungary. Oh, Ferenc the Puska, The first 
team to ever beat England at soccer in England. Really? Shockwaves. Wow. Yeah. That's a good poll. Was that 1950s? Yeah. But Frank Pushkas is Real Madrid, of course. He was part of the... And you got to go way back to the Marjars, obviously. I mean, it's like... If we're going back to the Marjars, <clears throat> you got to go back to Ferran Pushkas. You do. That's and it's, it's like, it's like saying Gallic pride, but when was the last time you called France Gaul? Right. It's been a minute. When was the last time you called people from Rhode Island the Hittites? Probably never. Centuries. But you really, it's probably going to go for a while. Tell me more about Ferenc Pushkas. Ferenc Pushkas is the, one of the regarded as, he's before our time, regarded as one of the, the top 10 players of all time. He was a Real Madrid legend. Um, Hungarian. Hungarian, yes. And of course, the, the, the beautiful Donau or the Danube splits Buda and Pest. I've been there. Yeah. Brilliant yeah. cities. Uh, Buddha, of course, the big statue, and past lots of bugs. That's where they yes. got the names, obviously. That's where the bug zapper actually was invented. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> Buddha wanted it, but Pest had it first. But anyway. Uh, but uh, just one of the great players and a, a midfielder of uh, great vision. I kind of liken him when I, when I think back now of, of Eastern Bloc countries of a, of a uh, Georgi Hagzi or maybe right. a Christo Stoichkov, That's like one of those guys, except a guy who could also score as well. Real sturdy Romanians <clears throat> there as we go deep behind the curtain mm-hmm. in uh, the 1950s. Well yes. done, Rick. Thanks. Really well done. Group F, Spain sitting on 20 points. Spain just continuing to mm-hmm. churn out the quality, although uh, the word is Diego Costa going to be out some time now. Three months, they think, with back issues. He should. Why, was he fighting himself? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe doing some sit-ups. Getting... Self-flagellation. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Uh, Sweden in second in Group F. Romania third, the aforementioned Romanian side. Then Norway. That's a pretty tough group for uh, those teams to try to qualify. I love the fact that um, this was in 2001, and I was in uh, England, and uh, I was watching a Norway game, and a player ran off the pitch to be subbed on by his dad. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's cool. It's like, you know, when Ken Griffey Jr. and Sr., but I thought, wait a minute, should the son, shouldn't the son be coming on for the dad? You would figure, <laughs> unless the son played 80 minutes and the dad's just getting yeah. a cup of coffee. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's like the, I said the Clash media game, the Quakes media game. Yeah, that would be Don't pass fun. it to Fat Boy. I'll be there next year. You and I, <laughs> will right. get a little one-two going. I'll drop at least two pounds for that game. Yeah, I'll probably dro- try and drop about 30, but... Okay. Uh, Group G, Rick, we got Poland on top, as mentioned, then Austria, the rest, none likely to... How about Austria? When was the last time they mattered? 1938? It's been a while. Yeah. Back to uh, Franz Ferdinand, I believe. There you go. The Archduke. Killed on my birthday. Well, I wasn't born then, but 1914, of course, Sarajevo. Um, But Austria beat the United States at Italia 90, I mean, when I think of Austria in the World Cup, I think, and I think of Andreas Herzog, probably their best player of our generation, but that's about it from Austria. And it hasn't been much happening in the 29 years subsequently. So It has not been going down in Salzburg, Innsbruck, Vienna, or even Graz. Yeah, been to Innsbruck. Mm. Beautiful city. Beautiful. I, st- I stayed at the Innsbruck. It's great. Yeah, it's about- they left the light on for you. Sure. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> yes. Group H, the Turks are knotted. <laughs> With the French atop that group, Iceland is third, and uh, based on results coming in today, Iceland with a nil-nil draw, they will not automatically qualify, but they will go into the playoff, the 16-team playoff. How great was that? Not only at the last World Cup, but the last Euro when they really made their first splash. That was great. I'm a big Gilfie Sigerson fan as well. I used to play for Tottenham. But Turkey, welcome to hell. When you come to Istanbul, they throw sandwich bags of... 
urine at you. Oh. And one of the great、uh, cheers. Umbaye, Turkiye. Umbaye, Turkiye. I think it's Umbaye. That's like from the old Ali. It's close Ali to Ali Bumaye. It could be, or a Kumbaya, my lord. It could be, although I'm, I'm not sensing turkeys offering their own Kumbaya wishes. I love the Turkish the names too, like Glick Glog Glog Glick. It rolls off the tongue. Isn't, By the way,、uh, the, Ilke Gundawan, is he a Turk? Yeah, except, well, of Turkish、uh, heritage, he plays for,、uh, of course,、uh, Germany. Oh, he does? Yeah. Gundawan plays for Germany. Gundogan, yeah. Gundu- Wasn't、well, that also a,、uh, like a Gundawan? Arlo White calls him Gundawan. Is he Gundawan? I believe so. I did not know that. I could be wrong. All right, I'm just going with the German pronunciation. There's a lot of Turks, of course, that、uh, have gone into Germany. You think of the great Mehmet Scholl, you think of Mesut Uzel, you know, and the thing is, Um, a lot of these Turks, they kind of face the same things like our immigrant population, like Mexican Americans. You have these old Germans like, go back to Turkey. And they're like, we don't speak Turkish. We don't know their culture. We speak German. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. So we're here to stay. Yeah. Group I, Belgium leading Russia. Belgium, by the way, 30 goals for, one goal against. But this group, Russia, Cyprus, Scotland, Kazakhstan, and San Marino.、Mm. San Marino, by the way, zero goals for. How many do you think they've allowed in eight matches? 30. 43. They're sitting on minus 43.、Wow. And、uh, sadly, for that group, it's a six country group. They got two to go. Wow. So they would need to, to even sniff. They're in the play in game. They're 37 goals behind Scotland, who sits on a minus six.、So、I wouldn't、uh, put it past the Tartan Army to go ahead and bugger that, too. Better luck next time, San Marino. <laughs> Last but not least, Group J, Italy and Finland will be through. Armenia, Bosnia, Herzegovina,、fin- Greece. What happened to Greece, Rick? I, I, no more Otto Rehagel there at Greece, but I'll tell you what, Finland has never done anything ever in soccer. If they can make this tournament, I've got to be. It's the first time in my lifetime they've been to a major tournament, so I don't know how far back you've got to go, but they are not a footballing country, so they landed in the ultimate group. And they're sitting pretty because, with,、uh, and again, two to go. <laughs> So, Armenia andor Bosnia and Herzegovina could potentially catch them、mm. with two wins, but Finland controlling its own destination to at least qualify. 24 teams will be raring to go next spring when the tournament gets underway. So, that's your Euro qualifying update. Very good. I have a couple of things to throw at you before we、uh, bid you a sweet adieu. One of them is、uh, announced today. That CBS has acquired the Champions League rights, which will begin in 2021. We know right now that TBS, through the Bleacher Report, has it. And I just wonder if the, all of them will be streamed on something called CBS All Access. I don't know. It's probably a subscription base. So I'm thinking maybe nothing gets better than what it is now, which is basically two televised for three and the rest on streams. The other thing is, it was announced today as well. That this uh, uh, case that's going to go to court between the women's national team and the United States Soccer Federation about equal pay, it's going to be- begin May 5th, but today a judge granted it class action status, which means it's going to be way more all encompassing. The Washington Post figured out that the women earned 38 cents to the men's dollar、wow. while they played. So, and I'm sure that they earned or they netted in profit more than 38 cents on the dollar, even if that was the argument that they tried to posit. In this case,、right. which may or may not be a fair argument, that's for the courts to decide. But my understanding is the women's games generate not as much revenue, but darn close to it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 
Well, the whole thing about, I remember you said they should be barefoot and pregnant. I think you're wrong. I think uh, right now you might be thinking of another podcast or perhaps your radio career. Oh, maybe that's Before you smear me with your misogyny, Mr. Tittle. Ebony, misogyny, live together in person. Now, I know you're a great fan of the women's game and... Uh, um, I listen, I, I've said this before, kind of braggadociously that I have gotten to know, you know, not like I'm texting them, but I've had a lot of those young ladies on my show. Hi, over the Carly, years. it's Rick. <laughs> Call me. Carly's the one that remember. The, it's funny because I, was, I saw a picture just today. Uh, Megan Rapino holding the trophy. Who's screaming excited the most next to her? It's Carly Lloyd, who said, it sucked. It was the worst time of my life. Maybe that was her final plea or her final scream for playing time. Maybe, but I think you come on as a. First of all, you've already had your moment in the sun, a first half tra- hat, first half hat trick in a World Cup final. You come on. And that as was a, in 2015. Four right? years ago, yeah, in, in Canada. 15. And so I was at a funeral at uh, Fountain Grove Golf um, Course in Santa Rosa. My uh, my wife's father's girlfriend's mother. Wow. The great Gloria, 92. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was an unbelievable life lived. We happened to have it at Fountain Grove where she played a bunch of golf. And wow. Then, I happened to retire into the bar at some juncture. Maybe right. maybe it was right away. I can't recall. And the game was on. And I was, all right, let's settle in for it. Wait, one nothing. I, I think this is going to be a competitive 2 nothing. <laughs> you know what? Th- this team is 3 nothing. Dan, you know soccer. What's going to happen? Seriously, don't sleep on this 4 nothing. You know what? Let's turn it off. By the, the golf channel. By the way, your boy golfed at Franklin Canyon a couple of days ago. How was that? Well, it's it's my ghetto course, but uh, we don't use the G word, Rick. Oh, it's an urban course. Yeah, thank you. Okay, it's but a bit of you, a grinder course. If you come from Richmond, I think you're allowed to say. Yeah, eh, not anymore. Not anymore. A lot of things really? you can't say anymore. But uh, wow. it's it's just demeaning can, can to I those still people s- who do live in in uh, tough environments. Can I say homo erectus? I think you can. <laughs> We're gonna have to run that one by the censors. Uh, I don't think you can say Homo sapien, though, but Homo erectus plays. Homo erectus is good. Can I say uh, dick butt kiss? You can. How about you can. how about pussy willow? If you must. If you must. How about octopussy? Yeah, probably if it was a film podcast. Oh, <laughs> I thought we were. You trying at, to wrap us up? That was I really thought good. we were at thirty-one. No, no, we're twenty-one. 21. <laughs> How's that eyesight working? The for twenty-one, you? not good. You're trying to walk it off at twenty-two minutes. That's the twenty-one minute itch when I get dead air for three seconds. We still need to talk about the the upcoming week in the prem. We'll take oh, a look yeah, at the yeah. Premier League Absolutely. table. Yes, but also we need to talk about this barging that took yeah. place in Frankfurt. You alerted me to this this. Downright assault on the touchline, Rick. We have a, a manager well within his technical area. We have a player running after a, a loose ball for a throw-in, and what took place was an absolute catastrophe. You had the Eintracht Frankfurt. Now, I go way back with some of my grudges. I never really forgave the Hessians for not taking prisoners in the Revolutionary War, so I'm not a big fan. of. Even though I've stayed in Frankfurt, I'm not going to buy anything with the Hessian eagle on it. Let's just say that. Frankfurt is a an underwhelming, bitter, gray, drab city. They, I, I landed there in 93 when I went to Europe, and I also was there another time. And it's just, it's dull. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago I was there. My last day I took a cruise down the mine. They they re this is a city that was leveled. So they had they'd rebuilt the entire Altstadt, which is not really alt anymore, but they're trying. But yeah, it's not a great city. 
Um, so Frankfurt was playing in, um, against uh, Freiburg, of course, in Breisgau, in the Schwarzwald, as we call the Black Forest. And uh, the captain, David Abraham, who's Argentine, he's running off the field, and he just so happens to give a nice little forearm shiver or a shoulder barge, as it's known in England, to the head coach of Freiburg, who's named Christian Streich, who goes down like a sack of potatoes. The thing that's most alarming to me is not the melee the seven-game suspension for Abraham. Also, uh, there was a guy from Freiburg who fought back. He got a three-game suspension for a red card as well. Um, it was the fact that Christian Streich was born in June of 65, just like I was, and he looked like Buddy Epson getting knocked down. And I thought, is that what I look like? Is that why no one was passing me the ball? It is a little vaudevillian <laughs> when you go through, and they, they show you four different angles on YouTube. Yeah. Kids, I, I highly recommend just uh, Frankfurt, Coach, Checked, but however you want to mm-hmm. Google it, you'll find right. it. And when you see the, the final angle, you see the feet go whoop, flying up in the air, and he flies back on his back. Looked like he made a little bit of a meal out of it. He, but he, at the same time, you can't be expecting that to happen when, you, when you're a manager inside your technical area. I try to tell people, like, your perspective on pain. Like, in football, the things that, like, would just happen to me at practice, if they happened to me on the street right now, I would cry and call an ambulance. Just because your perspective of what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, my head can get chopped off. In soccer, what's the worst thing that can happen? I might sprain my ankle. So if somebody pushes you, it's like, oh, so when a guy actually does get hit, then it, 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 yeah, it looked like he was getting out of a Higgins boat on Utah Beach. He's like, blah, yeah, flying yeah. back. But it's, it's pretty alarming. And the player, David Abraham, seven game suspension as a result, which leads us to the Premier League, mm. because I saw the headline this morning before you showed me the video, yeah. and it said, Abraham suspended for seven games, and I oh, had to catch my breath because... My beloved Tammy Abraham, the Chelsea, the leading scorer, second leading scorer in the Premier League behind Jamie Vardy. I thought it was Tammy who was suspended, <laughs> not David. That reminds me of when uh, Dwight Walker told me I picked a PD. His name's Barrett, and I thought, well, I'm out because I thought it was a different Barrett that hated me. <laughs> There's another Barrett who yeah, hates you. Yeah, was my old program director who hated me for just being a Raider fan because he was a Charger fan. So mm. I thought, well, I won't be working at that station. Yeah, and here you are, still uh, going yeah, quote, plugging unquote, away strong today. <laughs> Uh, before we adjourn, we do need to talk about my the bane of my soccer life. Three pathetic little letters that continue Live to Arpel. stink. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> continue to stink up the entire atmosphere. V-A-R, Rick. Let's it, talk about V-A-R. It reminds me of that, maybe it's just me, but the Sex Pistols song, E-M-I. Unlimited supply. V-A-R. There is no reason why. V-A-R. I don't remember that tune. Yeah. It's a good song. They only put out one album, believe it or not. The Pistols? Yeah. And then uh, Never it's m- personnel changes? They- <laughs> 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 Their roster. <laughs> yeah, they got flexed little during ro- the September call-ups. <laughs> little roster turnover? Yeah. I mean, what can you say about V-A-R? It's, you're getting to the point now where you don't even know... What goal is going to be I have a overturned? Solution. I do too. But All go right. ahead. Let's hear yours. My solution is that VAR should only matter to see if the ball was over the line. I think it's fantastic for that. We got great technology. And that's originally, before it was called VAR, that's originally what they were using it for. And that happened so fast. You think about Jeff Hurst's uh, hat trick in the 1966 World Cup final. Um, I still don't think that was a goal against Germany. It bounced down and bounced straight up again. It was given. There's no way humanly possible they would have known the whole ball 
went over the line. So I know, like in special games, like uh, in the Champions League or in um, internationals, now they have that fourth official holding the Harry Potter wand, whatever that means. Use the technology for that. It shouldn't be, was it a penalty or not? We still should rely, even though teams are going to get screwed. Man it's, City. It's just getting ridiculous. So I'm, I'm coming over to your camp. But I still think it should be used to see if the ball goes over the line. This handball situation against Man City, the the first one is plain as day. The arm is yeah. away from the body, and he even is moving it slightly. It's above his waist. It's everything that Liverpool got against Sissoko in right. the Champions League final, but not for them. Right. And so for, for Liverpool, it's a no call. Play continues. Manchester City had another one that I didn't think was quite as definitive. But the thing that irks me the most is... The whole idea of clear and obvious errors, that was going to be the bar. Mm. It's not clear and obvious errors that are being overturned. Some There uh, was a micro offsides call that they made when it goes against the, I guess, the sense of the rule, the spirit of the rule. The spirit of the rule of offside is if the player is even, they're onside. If the player's arm is slightly in front of the defender, in a non-running motion, is that really offside? Well, they, I, I know by letter of law it is, but I think it's ridiculous. It, it is, and and listen, Tottenham benefited the other day. Guys, toenail is offside, which was ridiculous and a perfectly good goal. They might go back to pre ninety two and nine before ninety two. You could kick it to your goalie; he could pick it up. Now you can only head chest or knee it to him. But but back then, you had to be behind the last defender, and then after ninety two, they said you could be even with him. Maybe they'll go back to the old school where it's like, hey, you have to be behind him or you're just offside. I don't know. It's, it was much easier for the linemen to spot back then. I think that they should kind of take a page out of hockey's book, the old hockey, before they got ruined by instant replay, which is play on. If it's close, yeah. play on. Right. If it's you know obvious, if you're half a body offside, it's offside. But if you're close to even and maybe your elbow hair <laughs> is too far, let's not go to the electronic line and see mm. you know how we can digitally have a look. It just ruins the experience. Landis Cog didn't pull his skate off the ice in time, so he was an extra man on the ice. Right. Things like that. Things like that. And mm. in football, where a player doesn't quite run off in time, and so it's 12 men, and we got to go take a look at the replay to make sure that it was 12 men. Mm. It's just ridiculous. And those linemen, you know what their theme song is? I am a lineman for the county. Do you know that song? I do now. <laughs> This was a production of the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.